So first of all, welcome so much, my friend. It is wonderful to have you with us. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Yeah, nice you, are, you are you are a fan favorite. I have to tell you, we, we do a whole lot of uh, contemplating of your poetry at the beginning of, of our programs. And, um, and it's just a joy. It's an absolute joy to have you here. Um, you know, we're going to get into uh, uh, Shalon's background and, and uh, how she got here, but I thought maybe we'll just we'll just jump right in to the heart of it, and I'll, I'll just read you a little bit. This is from her first book, Susceptible to Light, which all of you are very familiar with, um, and it, it says about the author. I won't read the whole thing. I'll just read a little bit. Um, Shalon's always had a close connection with the spiritual world, a loving, ecstatic, and expressive spirit and an intimacy in her soul that longs to share with others and the whole world. One of the gifts of her poetry is deconstructing old ideas of God that haven't served us in hopes of a warmer, closer, more authentic relationship with the divine and with our inmost hearts. She adores her readers and she adores all of you. Uh, you fan her flame. This is this is how you know about the author. Usually goes through all the places they've studied and all the things they've done and all the you know like all the name drop. And no, this is what she wants you to know. She wants you to know she adores her readers. You fan her flame, and we would like nothing more, both of us, to invite you to be a part of this conversation, this contemplation, this exploration. Anytime you feel so moved, please just put your hand up. And if I don't see it, I'm sure Sina will 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 point that out. So so first, let me just say welcome and and see if if there's anything that you'd like to say in response to that before we get started. Mm, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here, and it's still truly just so surreal. It's amusing, amusing and delightful and surreal that this book has just. <laughs> made its way out there in the world and that I have these wonderful spaces to show up in and that that you connected with with my poetry before meeting me it's just such a I don't even know what the word is surreal doesn't even quite get at it but it's just it's so much fun really to show up here like this and it still just has this element of being just such a surprising move of life that this is all opened up and um so I, I'm always so, so happy to, to be in spaces like this. Well, well, wonderful, wonderful. Maybe we can put you work to work right away reading, reading your poetry. Perfect. I, I would just love to have this be an hour and a half of poetry, and I'm sure it will be. Okay, <laughs> I have on, on dance. So this is Let Us Dance. This is uh, Chilean's second book, Let Us Dance. And I have page 101, Go Mad With Me. Ooh, okay. I love hearing the the different various selections that people choose. So go mad with me. Come, read my poetry and go mad with me about all the dazzling wonders this universe is plotting on our behalf. Come, read my poetry and let's eavesdrop together on those great secrets shared between the flower's heart and the sun those intimacies that awaken the closed eyes of the bud to the astonishment of all this great light. Come and let us stop pretending the stars are a tough crowd 
And let's get on with remembering they're a wild, jovial audience in nighttime's great arena, applauding and applauding with their golden hands, our courageous stumble, our tender earthly mess, all those silly, forgivable things we get up to down here. Come, let us stop this lifeless practice of enabling each other into forgetting. This world is anything but a jewel-packed orbed blessing. And that this song of wonder, some cosmic composer sung into you, is ceaseless. Come, join me in coming out of denial that the only thing our hearts have ever wanted to do is let down their hair, loosen up, and admit that we're surrounded by nothing but great wild beauty. Yes, let us make a firm commitment to stop enabling these wild hearts to do anything but exactly what they've always wanted to do, to do anything but love. Oh, wow. I could just have you read that for an hour and a half. Let me tell you. <laughs> boom, boom. Thanks, you all. Thanks so much. Boom. Well, listen, this is, this is, this is really the invitation. This is the invitation uh, of our time together. Uh, and I, I, I'm to say, I say that for everyone who, you know, Jesus says, let them, let those with ears, let them hear. Um, and, and maybe I can, we can start by uh, going back to, uh, we had a similar, um, <laughs> And then our paths diverged. We had a similar time where at about 21, uh, I, like you, hit this wall that seemed kind of dark and it seemed kind of like, what's going on? And just lots of pain and lots of disconnection. Um, uh, the difference is what I did with all of that unworthiness feeling is go to law school. <laughs> but what you did is you did a different kind of experiment. And, I, and, I, and I'd love you to take us from there if you could on, on, on how you navigated that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So <clears throat> yeah, so 21 for me was this time of just all of this old patterned conditioning around just basically so being afraid of my vulnerabilities and my feelings that were uncomfortable that I didn't know how to express in a perfectly composed way. I, I just, I had such a fragile idea of love really. And such a narrow, I thought love had such a narrow reach and that it could really only accept me as some small fragment of myself that was just trying to, that could please these ideas that I had about what people wanted and that could be somewhat, you know, just um, perfect so that I could be safe. And my God, was that a miserable experience <laughs> and a lonely one and a disconnected one. And underneath that painfully conditioned structure, my soul was just in so much constant anguish and turmoil. And <clears throat> And so I was afraid though, if I like open this up that just who knows what, who knew what was gonna come out. And, and I was so disconnected from myself that I just was truly afraid of whatever was inside of me. And um, anyway, so it was really felt like a, a crisis experience. And um, 
and but it was it was good i was i'm fortunate that at a relatively young age the, the shit hit the fan in such a dramatic way that like i really desperately needed a new whole new paradigm for for operating um so a couple of of really significant things happened in that time one was i i had just a very god I just this just felt like source throwing me a bone like i i was so fortunate i i just had a really profound uh what i would call a, a yeah deeply mystical experience of being in a in just a deep deep place of urgency and desperation in my heart needing a new relationship with myself with the world and with god and really was just filled with this gift of this message really that that had authority in it so it was it wasn't just like a fleeting nice thought there was some kind of quality in this moment that i received on such a deep level that had a profoundly unlocking and activating effect on me energetically and emotionally and in terms of just the development and opening and blossoming of my consciousness <clears throat> and it was this message that every cell resonated with and it said let us dance and it was as though god it was as though you know the the truest source of of all things was telling me to bring my authentic self to god to to everyone to the world and that um and yeah and to to be to be truthful and to have this dynamic relationship with life that is so full of embarrassments and hardships and <laughs> grief and failures and joys but that all of that it is so necessary and also very mysteriously in that moment i knew with without a doubt that i would one day publish a book called let us dance the stumble and whirl with the beloved like it was just it was a fact and so that's what that's what the second book is called <clears throat> and then not more than a week after that i i did an experiment because i still had just all of this there was an opening but my god was there still so much that needed attention and integration inside of me and um and there was this piece of authentic expression i yearned for nothing more than to connect with something inside that felt real and true and to be able to share that with the world and um and that was still so blocked up and so i decided to do this experiment where every day i would um give myself permission to write a bad what i called a bad poem and i give myself an hour to do that and i would have i committed to sharing whatever i came up with and the hope was just to get me out of the paralysis of perfectionism with my expression and expression is just really important for me and so i i knew i needed help with that so i did that and on the second day of the experiment something just unlocked in such a major way it was as though an all this stuck energy was like dammed like a river and it was as though the dam burst and the river, the wild river was able to flow again. And uh, and it's never closed. It hasn't closed since. So now, uh, and just um, my poetic process and my relationship with just the, this quality within our life force, within our energy that happens to be inspired and intelligent and receiving that in the form of poetry, my, my whole relationship with self and creative process in life began to um change forevermore um in that moment i just i i you know 
just hearing you talk about it and that and that so that was back that I think you were 21 so that's that's a good 12 13 years ago is that it Ish? yeah okay yep. you but, got it. The, but the excitement and the the it's yes. still it's still palpable Thanks. what, that, so what that unleashed like as you said it hasn't closed and it and it feels like it hasn't closed it, it's a there's a resonance to it that's very very alive I'm so glad thank you for that feedback I'm I, I'm yeah yeah I'm so glad it's, it's kind of fun to still be swimming in that little geyser. Um, yeah. So there's a so there so so the first day, a, a poem came. You gave yourself permission to have it be a bad poem every day. But the yeah. second day is when all of this kind of got unbanned, and there was a poem that came along with that. Yes, should yeah. I read it? Yes, could you? <laughs> I would love to. And before I do, I want to say a little bit more about how this felt. It was, so I was just, oh my God, you all, I was just so self-conscious about my expression. And I just, I never wanted to, I was so shy about sharing it. And I, oh yeah, yeah. Thing after complex, after complex. <laughs> and, um, anyway, and with this poem, it just poured through. There was almost no editing that it needed. And there was just this wild and complete trust and, and confidence in that every word was exactly as it was meant to be. So it was just a completely different, um, and it was, I just needed to write it down as fast as it was flowing. It was a whole different style of thing. So this is called Say Wow. And this is like my, this is like my first love. This poem is how it feels. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Say Wow. Each day before our surroundings become flat with familiarity and the shapes of our lives click into place, dimensionless and average as Tetris cubes. Before hunger knocks from our bellies like a cantankerous old man and the duties of the day stack up like dishes and the architecture of our basic needs commissions all thought to construct the four-door sedan of safety. Before gravity clings to our skin like a cumbersome parasite and the colored dust of dreams sweeps itself obscure in the vacuum of reason. Each morning before we wrestle the world and our heart into the shape of our brain, look around and say, wow. Feed yourself fire. Scoop up the day entire like a planet-sized bouquet of marvel sent by the universe directly into your arms and say, wow. Break yourself down into the basic components of primitive awe and let the crescendo of each moment carbonate every capillary and say, wow. Yes, before our poems become calloused with revision, let them shriek off the page of spontaneity. And before our metaphors get too regular, let the sun stay, a conflagration of homing pigeons that fights through fire each day to find us. Thank you. Thank you so much, you all. Mm. So help, help us understand what 
that must feel like to have that, that, that I mean, like I mean, as a poet, you would give your right arm to have those kind of turns of phrases and to have those analogies and those metaphors mm -hmm. and that alliteration. And yet oh. none of it came from whatever poetry skills you had or didn't have and honed and didn't hone. It, it's, it's a whole nother source. So to, oh, bring, us into, bring us into that. Wow. Well, you said that so beautifully, Anne. But I mean, well, that first experience with that, I was, I was like, what just happened? I was, I was in the computer lab at my college, you know, just, I didn't have a laptop at the time. And <laughs> it was just like this, it was like this holy shocked, like dealt what the bleep, you know, like, it was so wild. It was so profound. It was so amazing, enlivening. It was, it was wild. And, um, now that, so all my poems now only come through in that way. I don't ever, um, I don't ever come at them from the, which th there's nothing at all. I want to say nothing wrong with that at all. It's just a, it's just a different approach, but, um, anymore, I'm just, what it is, is this re relationship of incredible awe and astonishment with, with life, with the, the energies of life. I'm kind of calling God life now, actually, with just these, these energies of life that have, I mean, it's, it's, I'm happy to be showing up and saying this. It's because it's become undeniable to me that the energy that flows through us is loaded with unbelievable intelligence, insight, and inspiration, and then it yearns to deliver itself to us in whatever form we're meant to express it. And um, and so I'm just increasingly in love with and in awe with and have increasing desire to do what I need to do to stay open to receive this and to listen to it. Um, so that's, that's a piece, Ooh. yeah. Yeah. So, so, so let me, let me, uh, let me take a turn reading now. Let oh, me, thank you. Sure. Let me, uh, let me read you. We, so we, we at Awakening Together have a, have a, a, a it's very intentional uh, um, community. And, and part of what we have are these core values. We have these purpose and these values. There's these five core values and there's this purpose. So let me read this to you. Our purpose and values. Mm -hmm. There is consistent wisdom in the universe. It shows up in all religions, in philosophy, in all cultures, and throughout time. This wisdom is not unique or new. It is owned by no one and by no organization. No one has to go to a special place or a special teacher to find it. Mm. It is the most abundant wisdom in the universe. Once one opens his, her heart to this wisdom, it appears everywhere by the hand of universal grace. Oh yeah, that is so beautiful and so, so true. Wow, I love this, 100%. Well, that's what I heard you just saying. It, it, yeah. and, and the way I, I, I just wrote some notes, it, it, it yearns to show itself to us. It yearns mm. to live through us. It learns yeah. to live as us. Oh, 100%. I've been experiencing this recently in, in a much more on a much more intimate level that it, yeah, that this life force wants to flow through us 
and 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 present its gifts to human consciousness for us to receive and it's just relentlessly generous relentlessly to receive it but we also need to work through our blocks to receiving it which is a journey and a freaking half but then then we get to integrate our these new knowings and insights that it gives us you know in precise precisely titrated amounts to what is best for our the next step in our evolution and as it supports the ecosystem of all of humanity and then we just bit by bit become more broadly loving and just genuine and wonderful <laughs> in precisely titrated amount <laughs> holy moly okay so I, I wrote next to each core value a poem now the poem you just read and your 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 words are you know, your your prose is as poetic as your poetry thank um, you but there's a there's a poem um no way out of god which is on dance on let us dance on page 173 okay uh, so maybe i maybe uh could get you to read that i'd be so happy to no way out of god Thanks. no way out of god no way out of god the thesis statement of most all my poetry is that you really don't need a promotion in this great wild life to be deemed worthy you came here with five stars attached to your every movement and word and breath. The cosmos are in ceaseless applause of your existence at all. And if you get quiet enough, you can hear this wild celebration of light. Even every wound is an entryway, not an error. And try as you might. There is no way out of God. Mm. Thank you so much. So every wound is an entryway. Um, and uh, what I heard you say is it's a job and a half to work through the blocks. So maybe we we jump over to the to the yeah. shadow side, which you can call purification, or you can call healing. Yes, um, do that. And, and so developing the capacity to allow that which is doesn't feel loving and that which feels like a block to the awareness of love's presence, you went through certain processes in particular that was that were unique to your journey that really yeah. it sounded like helped you um, talk yeah. about precisely titrated amounts. Well, at some point it's too much. In the beginning, it's all too much. And so you did some things that help you allow all this energy to move through. And I'm talking about the, the, the more shadow energy, the darker, the, the, oh, yeah. tough, the tough stuff, not just the oh, yeah. of, of joy and inspiration. Totally. Thought maybe you could talk, talk to us a little bit about how you found your way through that. Happily, really happily. I'm so delighted to talk about this. I've just been a shadow, like a digger. I've just been like, just wondering what's in here, you know? So, so basically, and, and, and it's so important to talk about this piece. I think it's, it's at least as important as talking about the, the light, because often we talk about the light and then people are like, well, WTF, how do I get to the light? I'm like in this morass of my shadows. Great that you're experiencing that. Thanks for nothing. But, but we really need a path to understand. And so often in spiritual spaces, unfortunately, or maybe not, not, it's not, there's not a, there's not a path toward, you know, knowing how to, it can just feel like some people get off lucky and get to have these great experiences. And 
And that was really frustrating for me. Um, so I really care about kind of spelling out some things that have worked for me that can be kind of, yeah. Well, so, um, so when I was 21, also uh, 21 was a big year, man. Um, I had, uh, I, I tried hypnotherapy, this really beautiful method that I then was, I worked as a hypnotherapist for 10 years before switching gears to, to doing this full-time. But, um, that was a profound experience of really like disidentified my whole system getting into a space that was safe enough for really my consciousness to free itself up from these pain stories that were just hyper vigilant and and made such a commotion and it was it was as though they, my my thoughts and my pain narratives were so active that my my consciousness with my awareness of self who I really was was just sort of locked up in that it was so in this deep hypnotherapy space, it was as though my, my consciousness just got to go exploring. And goodness, in spaces where we can feel safe psychologically and, and on the nervous system level, so we can go see what's in our bodies, because that's where all of our energy trappings are. I just got to, um, it was such an amazing, profound experience, really ex experientially feel myself my true self as an essence or a frequency of light or whatever, you know, that was essentially healthy and happy and whole and worthy of love and acceptance, no matter what. Um, and then that just basically gave me resilience to be able to go into these wounds. It's not like there's can be such a binary. I know you all, you all are more evolved than this, but there's such a binary so, so often in spiritual spaces where it's like, oh, you have a mystical experience that that means there's no more suffering. It's like there's <laughs> odds, you know? And in my experience, what it did was it gave me resilience to then move through, move into and connect with and through all of these, this, I mean, this mountain of wound, of, of limit, limited, of old pain and trauma and wounds and limitations of, of my consciousness, basically. Um, and so it was just such a deep and, and incredibly exciting journey because as we stay with these wounds with love and acceptance and curiosity, rather than rejection and judgment, they open. And there's just, again, like these are little pockets, like concentrated pockets of like God or life force inside of us. And when they open, they restore into the whole. So it was the bit by bit process of bringing parts of myself from separation, which is, you know, rejection and othering and avoidance and, but like in my own body into this much more unified state and that energy trapped in there, then feeding the whole. So yeah. <laughs> um, what else should I say? And well, I, I, no, I say it, that's a beautiful description and yeah, we, we here are so so one of the core values. So so we have well, so I'll read I'll read you more. Yeah. What is uh yeah, what is awakening together? Awakening together is a universal assembly of peers, and it's important that we're peers, uh dedicated to recognizing, embracing the universal wisdom, regardless of the form uh it appears. And so it seems like pain, and that seems like you know, you know, the mind says reject it, but but that's that's the wisdom. It's in there. We just have to be yeah. willing to, to, to love it yeah. into back into its wholeness. So yes. we, are, we are also dedicated 
to recognizing the ways we deny universal wisdom by adopting mm. personal beliefs and biases. We want to recognize these limitations so we can free ourselves from them and yes. open to the continuous flow of universal wisdom. So oh my that's, God. That's, that's what you said, put, put, in, put in this language. So, so yeah. uh, I have three different poems. Let's say, uh, let's have you read the uh, permission slip if you would. It's on a dance uh, 118. Okay, cool. And, and before I dive into that, I just wanted sure. to kind of wind up, I think what I was saying, which is just that, I mean, all of these things that we reject are just filled with self-knowledge, self-understanding, com compassion, humility. They're these teachers, these greatest teachers for us. And they're so filled with our innocence and just the restoration of these parts from childhood that just didn't get love, enough love. And, um, and so just, I don't know, I just feel like that can't be affirmed enough that there's truly no part of us that is unworthy. And of course we act out these wounds because we're so scared in all kinds of just super, super ultra destructive and violent ways, <laughs> right? But we all, we all do that. And we, but at the, the root of that is just incredible, this incredible reintegration of like, tenderness and strength when, when, when we set those parts free. Um, anyway. Okay. So the strength, the strength to be tender, right? Totally. Yeah. So 118. Okay. The permission yeah. poem. Yeah. There, the, the, yep. Awesome. Okay. I give you permission to write bad poems, to sing out of key, to dance like a clod. I give you permission for your heart to have edges to be sea glass, not yet fully sanded smooth, to love imperfectly and to let yourself off the hook for that now and then, even perhaps laugh about it. I give you permission to be awkward, miserable at times, miserly and scared, to be glorious some days and wretched many others for your life to be a sacred scribble. I give you permission to snuggle up with God now, just as you are, the full package deal with all your amenities of sweetness and sin. I give you full, full permission to carry on with the start and stall of humanness lurching towards spirit, and to know that very few of us, if any, have a smooth ride. What authority do I have to give such permission? None. This poem is a plagiary of your own heart. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so oh. much, you all. It's such an honor. It's such a gift to share these with you. I can't tell you how much it means to me, your beautiful reception of them. Well, a, let me tell you, this is, this is such a treat. How about, how about we go for a, we go for a double feature and uh, in Susceptible, page 180, and Ancestral Treasure. Sure. Ancestral treasure. This book of mine has this awkward sticker on it. So just excuse that. Ancestral treasure. Your ancestors have passed down their wounds 
like a growing collection of gems for your inheritance. Don't resent this. They weren't ready to be mined and collected in their time. They weren't ready to be valued. You have the technology now. You know how to dig deep. You know now how not to fear your great worth. You know that within every bright shining wound is a nugget of compassion, a jewel of wisdom. Your ancestors have saved up for you. Now feel deeply blessed to be driven finally into these inner tunnels of self and history, cashing in on this trove in the sacred chest of your heart will alchemize all old shameful stories into diamonds of laughter and tears. Cashing in this trove will transform the heavy bag of sorrows your ancestors carried into tokens of priceless light. Yeah, there's a there's a crack. There's a crack in, in everything. And I used to think that that was um, where the light gets in. But then you read that again, and it's 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 how the light gets in. Mm, and, yeah, and that's what I hear in that poem and and in, in these expressions. That's yeah. how the light gets in. Mm -hmm. We're not just looking at the spot; we're actually activating the healing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go for three. How about uh, sensitive ones in dance oh. on page on page seventy two. Fun. Okay. We can talk about purification and we can talk yeah. about shadows, but I feel like these poems, mm. you know, allowing all of us to just allow whatever comes as they are like, like waves crashing over cleansing, cleansing, I think is for me, at least is every bit as powerful as, as the chat. Cool. Yeah. And I, I do, I, I really feel that there's, there's, there's energy work in, in, in these, in, in poet, there can be energy work in art when you really capture or channel a certain energy into your piece and the recipient kind of re receives that state. And, um, and then that can have such a, a profound um, influence on, on healing and understanding and whatnot. So, okay, cool. So sensitive ones, sensitive ones, don't be so quick to pathologize yourself. What we call an emotional crisis can really be truth desperately needing to erupt from within and take every untrue structure down with it. Being called too sensitive is a brutal accusation to shame and silence those necessary ones who know and speak the pain of living in a dehumanized world. We desperately need people who are not okay with this and speak it. Rage can be deep, fiery awareness of so much violation of your inherent dignity and worth and your mama bear soul getting on its hind legs to roar no more. This is a helpful asset. Anxiety can be that which speaks up deep within you when your inner light your tenderness, your power, your boundaries, your truth, your voice isn't safe here. A smart alarm bell sounds, get out. 
Even your beautiful addictions are your boldest advocates for a spiritually sound, wholehearted world that perpetually say in no uncertain terms, when I hide away my love and truth and power, I go crazy. <laughs> yes, dear wise one, don't be so quick to pathologize yourself. How beautiful that your body speaks up so clearly as a barometer for truth, love, health, and safety, and makes such a wild protest in their absence. Thank you. I feel like there's a wake after. So, so speaking is part of this, and yet nice and yet, yeah right energetically Ooh, well said, and you're i think you're right i do think there's that yeah just honoring the fact that the water hasn't quite finished that iteration of the wave that wants to then come mm. back in yeah yeah and, and uh you know um your poetry i can say for me it is, is such a permission slip to feel the entirety of what is available to the human experience. Mm. And that's what I love. It doesn't go over here and go, okay, this is the good shit and here's how to get there. And when you're there, read this stuff, right? Or this is the really, this is, this is over here. It, your poetry for me, it's not compartmentalized. It's mm -hmm. fluid and flowy and honoring the fact that it's often rage and shame and a little excitement and a little joy and a mm -hmm. little confoundment all at the same time. Totally. And there's an honoring of that. There's an honoring mm -hmm. that mind makes up categories, but heart knows nothing of it. Heart just beats and beats and beautifully, beats. beautifully said, Anne. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. So and uh, can, I, can I spin off that a little bit? Oh, sure, absolutely. Oh, cool. Well, just I something I've been really just feeling into in a deeper way late, more more lately is that these. These energies that we call rage, that we call insecurity, that we call jealousy or, you know, whatever, loneliness, shame, they really are, they, they, I mean, we, we know this, but it's fun to just say it again and again, they, they really are just, they are energies and, and they have, again, at the base of them, when we can steward them responsibly just through our holding them with our presence and letting them move and, and tell us what, why they're here basically why they're giving themselves to us, what the gift is. They're just as good as anything else. They are, <laughs> they, they really are. And it's just this, these judgments that we won't have belonging if we feel them. <laughs> or, you know, we've seen so many examples of these energies, which again, are just different frequencies of energies. You know, we've seen so many examples of people acting out rage in, in really violent ways that have been so hurtful and damaging. So there's understandable also fear about that. And um, yeah, and our conditioning around these certain energies is really deep. It's a long journey to um, help ourselves undo that. But, but it's so exciting and liberating um, to be on this path of remembering that truly everything that moves through us is life-supporting, is generative, is yielding of just incredible information for our, our evolution and and our which is just to grow in, in deeper love and awe and 
connection um, with others that's so deeply accepting um, of, of all of all that we go through. So, <laughs> so I don't know if you can see the chat, but um, oh, what Lynn, Lynn, who's one of the wonderful, yes. fabulous people who, who coordinates, uh, who makes these things happen. She's the one that got in touch ah. with you initially with the email. She's uh, just, just quoting back that, what is the gift of this energy? That's, ah. that's what you're pointing us. If we can shift from this is happening to me and I must stop it to this is happening for me, I wonder what the heck it is. <laughs> even if we even if we can still honor the fact that it's scary or it's overwhelming or yes. it feels like too much, can we still at the same time hold this is a gift? So Lynn was quoting you, what is the gift of this energy? And I think I also heard you say, what does this one is tell me? What is, mm. what is this showing me? Can I open to that? Can I allow the energy to lead me by falling behind, which is the hardest thing I think for the egoic energy to do, which is embrace, yeah. I don't know. You know, no ego ever said, oh, I don't know. And I'm, and I'm cool with that. But, 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 yeah. but since we're not the ego, we get a chance to say, I don't know. And maybe I can just feel into it. Um, yes. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll share, Lynn, and let me know if it doesn't get to what you intended with your question, but I'll just share an example from, I think, two days ago. I was feeling some flaming jealousy. Oh, my God. I was just alit with this god-awful, miserable, hellish fire of jealousy. So I was like, oh, this is the worst. But I also have had, I guess, enough you know, journeying with this to be like, all right, I just need to, before I act, I need to feel. And, um, and so I just went into my, my feelings room and, um, and I just sat, I sat with it and, um, for a long time. And, and what it, it just, as almost always, it just brought me into my childhood into this tender time in my childhood where I was so open and I just loved my older siblings so much and they didn't have tools for how to deal with their pain. And I was just idolizing them. And, and so they would, you know, we have to deal with our struggles somehow. So they would kind of um, point their stuff at me and all of these kinds of, you know, ways to get me to sort of almost like work out their struggles for them. Cause I was younger and just, I would, they would do something mean and then I'd make a big fuss and then I would get kind of the negative attention or whatever. So I just went, I went back into that and I, and then it was like, why is this connected with, with jealousy? And, um, just, it was really just this, and then it, it unfolded. And then it was just this, all this like sacred, sweet, tender sadness of just being desperate for my big brother and sister to love me and, and feeling so hurt hurt about the ways that they didn't devastated and then I just had this incredible cathartic clearing cry that came that opened from under this understanding and I've just found these deep cries at the bottom of these these other energies which I find that there's almost always this pot of gold which is this cathartic cry and it just it like it reorganizes everything and things flow so much better in that old wound that had driven so much of me of like, can I be loved? Can I be fully loved? Can I open widely to people? Can I trust? Can I um, isn't nearly so much of a player in my life. So there's more mobility, I feel, of soul and just movement in the world and 
less deep level unconscious psychological limitations and, and burdens and just more freedom to love. Mm, beautiful. Yes. Lynn is, Lynn is uh, affirming it. That's oh, hitting, nice. hitting the Thank bullseye. And, and what that, I can't find it in my notes. Uh, I, I'm sure I could if I looked, uh, but there's a, there's a poem that you're, uh, you're sharing just brought up and it starts, there's crying and then there's crying. Yeah. You know what? And, and I, um, I'm looking to see if I can find the page number for you. Okay. Uh, but I don't remember the, is it called crying? Probably. <laughs> okay. Um, God, I, I have it. I've got okay, it. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. I've just, I've, I've found again and again, this extraordinary grace and re, re, like redemption almost on this inner level and this extraordinary reorganization that's so beautiful um upon releasing this the sacred flood of tears it's anyway it, it's baffling but um here's my celebration of it okay it's oh it's called cleaning your heart cleaning that's oh yeah it's right over here cleaning your heart okay cleaning good your heart there's crying and then there's crying. Crying with a capital C is the act of the true warrior. That deep disarming grief that cleanses the heart that rings out the ancestral line of its ancient pain that reaches back to the beginnings of every oppression you've ever known, which shares a chord with all oppression and finally kisses even that wound with light. This crying liberates all. Crying allows you to dive into and beyond the dark that has held back countless generations from their gifts and desires and truths. Crying undoes the sickness of secrets. Crying no longer compromises truth for comfort this crying is the evolution, the forward movement of the soul. It is the alchemy of the straw of the old world to the gold of the new. Mm. It is the undoing of the body from being cinched to the past. It unties the corset of worn out contracts your soul never wanted to live in. Crying resuscitates your breathless life it is the embodied refusal to go on serving what no longer serves you. Crying is light, taking the shadow's hand and courageously walking into the great unknown, trusting there's wholeness on the other side. It is releasing once precious handholds. It is foregoing control. It is the time of the end and the time of the beginning. It dives you deep into new frontiers that you may grab a new handful of power. It is surrendering deeply enough all the structures you thought you knew to rehome your soul in a more suitable habitation. Crying moves inner mountains and slays illusion. From the inside out, this crying undoes and remakes the world. Mm. crying slays illusion from the inside out mm, thank you and thank you everybody yeah thank you so much
yeah, that the um, the see all of all, all three of those right ancestral treasure uh, cleaning your heart and sensitive ones all speak to this. You know, we've got these images and we've got this narrative about what crying means or being sensitive, yeah. and it, yeah. it's like, no, hold on, hold on a second, <clears throat> hold on, hold on for a minute. I've got something to say. I don't know if you know Brandy Carlisle. She's another. Oh, Washington. I love Brandy. I was another just Washington right before signing on, actually. Oh my God! So you know, uh, yeah. and uh, but there's there's something about hold on, hold on for a minute. When those yes. narratives start to play, we want to shame away our path to freedom. Yes. If something okay. rises up and says, no mas. Yes. Not today. I will not be deprived today. I will mm -hmm. go in there and I will love what I, for some reason, haven't had the bandwidth or the presence or mm -hmm. the, the grace to love. I yearn, uh. I yearn to love that now. And just let me hold it. Just let me and the pain just sit together and be yeah. totally yeah and a note on that you just you're such a poet and man you're like in the in the flow gosh but I, I also want to say that there were so many years where I would try to force that upon myself I would try to sit with it sit with it <laughs> and it was like this almost aggressive like attitude of like I don't know the relational quality. What wasn't there yet of being able to be there in any kind of, there wasn't a, I didn't have access really to the presence that was in me, but I just couldn't access it to be able to do that in a respectful and loving way. And so just, I don't, I just so a million times advocate for getting, getting help in those times and just being with others who have trodden these inner paths and then can really um, help hold you with this because these these energies are big and they're transformational and we are biologically wired to be scared as shit about the unknown because it means we might not get our food and our love and our water um and our needs met and and it's a huge step to um yeah you know to discover that that it's the unknowns are safe and and I still just lean on all the help I can get is the truth to be able to keep this process of connecting with, with more and more of myself moving. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I love that because, you know, only we know when yeah. it's time to ask for some help. And yeah. only we can look to mind that goes, you know, you should be able to handle this, but it's like, but get, get, ah, ah, ah. you know what? Only you know when you need to ask for some support. And only yeah. you can ask for that support in whatever way is appropriate, including getting a hypnotherapist or getting a, a Reiki person or getting a, a, a body therapist or a psychotherapist or yeah. I mean, who knows what a sport group or because allowing these energy, I mean, this is all great to say that there's just love underneath it all. Right. But between you and the underneath it all feels like death. Yeah. It's it feels that you said it. It, feels, it completely and utterly feels like death. And none of us is like, all that inclined to go die. So, <laughs> right. And so you're, it's that you said it so, so perfectly that that's how scary it feels. And we are so built to, to almost automatically, like we can't help, but flee yeah. these things that feel like that. And so to stay with these parts of ourselves, I mean, 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't be anywhere without without having had just such a tremendous amount of of help. Well, and the and the humility, then the mm. humility to keep asking for it. Hundred percent. It doesn't and not have mind go. Okay, enough of that. Now it's like, well, maybe apparently not enough of that because I'm achy achy and I need I need something to go to land. <laughs> I need another's presence. I need another's open heart, even just to just yes. to be just to be with. 100%. And then just to spin off that a little bit, because almost all these wounds are rooted in childhood. And so associated with them is this profound vulnerability and helplessness, because we go back into that mindset. And so we deeply need the stability of a, of a, of a nervous system psyche that, you know, can, can provide the stability for us. Otherwise we're in this child mind of, uh yeah profound we just need we need in that state and that it is beautiful to need actually it's an incredibly beautiful thing to need and to allow others to to support us and so um anyway yeah, yeah well and it, well a child's mind and more specifically a child's nervous system 100 percent. yep the messages that you're gonna die and you are not safe and you cannot allow this to come up that is so primitive that is so from so long ago and so asking for some help and also also knowing that you know going slow I mean you know it's all like we all want awakening we all want to get rid of all of it but then again can can we meet ourselves on this path with as much generosity of no right now we'll just we're just going to be right here for right now how about there's no place to get how about we just be here for a moment or two, or as long as this lasts, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Well, let, let, so let me, let me, uh, let me say one thing. I, I caught the message on the board about whether you have read uh, Hafiz and Rumi and, 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 and I, and I, I, here's what I want to say. Shalane did a fabulous interview with uh, at Bat Gap with Rick, Rick Archer. And she goes through that. It's a, and it, it's a fabulous, uh, story. Um, and inspiration. And I'd like to get, if we have time, I'd like to get to that after we talk about prayer, only because you covered it so well with him. And I just want to yeah. use our, I want to use our time yes. um, to really invite people to take uh, the, the courage and the clarity and the generosity that you're here demonstrating, hmm. and perhaps ask themselves what it is that is inside of them that is being longed to be expressed. And it mm. may not be poetry, it, you know, maybe dance, it may be writing, it may be just speaking our truth, it may be a hobby, it may be a, a vocation, an advocation, but um, you, you have a, um, you have a uh, uh, poem, I couldn't come up with that word, a poem, um, yeah. I, I am done, and it's on dance page, Oh, it's either 16 or 76. I'm going to go with 16. It's okay. I, I am done. And I'd love you to read that. And then it kind of tees you up to walk us through. Uh, Thank what, you. Yeah. I love yeah. your questions, Anne. This is so much. This is my favorite thing to do is what we're doing right now. Yay. It really. Okay. I am done. God, I am done with small, meek prayers. I feel a surging ocean of light within me and I would like it to flood the world. You've placed enough gifts in me to satisfy eternity. I would like them brought forth and unwrapped. 
I am done playing small. I want my poetry to soar high enough to kiss the sun and share stories of light with the world. Why would I not ask for my own greatness to be pulled forth like a tree from a seed? I'm done thinking it unseemly to ask precisely for the vastness of desires you've placed in my chest to show themselves. I am a temple holding you. It seems it would bring joy to the both of us to make your mysteries and delights reveal themselves through me, and I am ready. I am the boldness of a universe that knows its potential is uncontainable, and I'm ready to expand into unseen wondrous realms of my own self. I am ready to receive your astonishment of all I might unfold to be. I am ready to put myself forward and see how great beauty might rise to meet me. Thanks, you all. So that leads us right into your prayer and, mm -hmm. and Hafiz. Oh, thank you. This is becoming really my favorite subject is prayer. Yeah. I want to start by just saying that I, I always had a really not very dissatisfying relationship with prayer. I felt like I was trying to turn on a light and I just couldn't plug the cord in. And I was like doing the things, but I wasn't having the effect that I wanted. It felt maybe at best, very, very, very abstract, but that just didn't work for me. I really needed to feel a connection there. So um, really, I feel like for me in my journey, the first part of me really redefining um, my relationship with prayer and the possibilities with prayer was was really discovering what what I genuinely the, the truth inside of me about what I really desired to, to do with my life and how I most genuinely desired to emerge and show up. And, and I was um, working with a, a life coach who was specifically supporting people with that, a friend of mine. And oh my God, it was this process of unfolding, um, kind of working my way into realizing I needed to publish a book of my poetry. And when I landed on that, it was like, this earthquaking moment in my being, like I've discovered this, this thing. It was, and I'd always known I wanted to publish, but I hadn't claimed it. I hadn't landed in it. And it was like, oh, there's no going back. And I told her, I could barely even say it in a, in a normal voice. I just whispered it. I was so terrified of the implications of bringing this deeply buried um, and very significant piece of myself forward. Um, so anyway, so that's that's an interesting piece. Is just okay, can I just say this is are we talking about 2020? 2020, yeah. So just, End of just so everyone's clear, we're talking about within the last two years, okay? Yeah. So this is very, very recent. I just want to give everyone that that little perspective. So I'm sorry. Thank to you. No, no, that was valuable. So that was November 2020. Yeah. And so then I had this, I was like, okay, this is moving. I'm going to publish this book by December 1st of 2020. So I gave myself three weeks after waiting 11 years because <laughs> I was so terrified to discover this. And I was like, all right, let's do this. But I mean, actually, that's not what I was like. I was like, okay, it feels like I need to do this now. I'm, I don't even know what the first step, honestly, of publishing anything is. I had no contacts in my life really who had been through this, no publishing support, no marketing support, nothing. 
So I just had this wild idea that, that, that it, it wasn't like actually that I had an idea. It was almost, it was just the same way inspiration comes to me. I was all of a sudden it was like, boom, okay, I need to do a, another strange experiment and I need to just give it a shot. Like I'm going to go on a nightly walk after I put my kids to bed. <laughs> and um, I'm going to ask my favorite dead poet Hafez for some, some help with inspiration and, and just see how that goes for starters. So I would do that every night. I would just, I waited until night. So my neighbors wouldn't think I was crazy, like walking around talking to myself. And, um, and it was, I had no idea what, you know, might come of this. It was just pure experiments. And it was just, my prayer was just very casual. It was, hi Hafez, this is a little awkward. Um, trying this out, <laughs> feel a little crazy, but um, yeah. So I, I asked first just for inspiration and it started pouring through so in such, so torrentially that a third of this book came through in those weeks. Like this is, it was just like, like a downpour. It became an inconvenience to my life. Like I was being interrupted by poetry all the time and like 10 poems would come through a day. It was really crazy. And so then it was so noteworthy and strange, the, the uptick in inspiration that had come since I started that prayer that then I thought, hmm, okay, th these are interesting findings. I'm going to now change my prayer and ask for marketing support from my favorite dead poet. So I just would go on walks and I would say, okay, Hafez, let's, you know, um, <laughs> let's, let's, will you go tap all the souls in the spirit world, you know, who have some kind of marketing savvy and just like get things going for me here too. I just deeply want in the name of love and truth and liberation for people to, to access this book. So anyway, yeah. So I would say that prayer every night. And then the day before I published my book, this poem came through that felt extra bold and extra risky to share because I was, it was powerful. I was afraid of how people would respond to it. I wasn't, I had a lot of uncertainty, but I posted it and it went insanely viral and um, it was shared over 50,000 times, which I didn't even think happened with poetry. I didn't even think people liked poetry. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that happened, which gave then my, the publication of my book this enormous att attention. And then, um, with a worldwide audience, it was, it was unbelievable, y'all. I was losing it. It was unreal. And then this is the amazing thing. So three weeks. Um, oh, actually, back up little, just a little bit. So Hafez poetry. You asked if I Hafez was my primary poetic inspiration, and I love his work. And it was actually while I was reading his book that I had that hit to go and ask Hafez for for help. So I had a long poetic relationship there with Hafez. Um, and with specifically Hafez poetry rendered in, by Daniel Ladinsky, who's done most of the renderings that people in the Western world are familiar with. So anyway, so three weeks into this prayer, I get an email in my inbox from none other than Daniel Ladinsky. <laughs> yeah, that moment, you all, it was like I describe it as the cork came out of existence itself and every single atom became effervescent with wild glee. Like it was unbelievable. 
And he said, hi, Shalan, this is really strange. I have to be honest that I'm reaching out to you. I don't reach out to anybody. I'm a reclusive poet in Taos, um, but I found your book and I just wanted to say congrats. I had this strange nudge to like get your, find your email address and say congratulations to you. And then I, so I wrote him back the most unprofessional, unfiltered, I think, <laughs> what the, you know, like this is a like absurd email response. And I told him this whole story and then he got back to me. This is the second email from him saying, Shalane, okay, that's it. Hafez nudged, nudged me in your direction and you're the one I want to write. I've been waiting for um, years to find a, a poet to write, to, to wade into co-publishing a book with. Would you join me in that? Boom, 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 boom. And then like he ended up writing the foreword for my book, promoted me to all the major, with endorsed me to in the most amazing poetic language you can possibly imagine to the major publishing houses of the world who I now am in close contact with. I mean, what the heck? I still, it's still so insane to tell this story. It's just, so anyway, that, but more importantly, really than, than making this connection with my favorite living poet, Daniel, and developing an incredible poetic connection with him that has been transformational for me, um, mostly it was just, oh my God, maybe prayer works. And maybe <laughs> but we just simply awkwardly just speak these desires in our hearts that they, that there's a resonant response in the universe and that doors can open and, and there's something, there's something brave and, and vulnerable and powerful about putting these desires to voice. And it does not have to be fancy but it, do, it does, there's an important element of it ringing with what's true inside of us. Because I just also coming to believe that what is true and real and alive in us, it really is there for a wider, a wider purpose. Mm -hmm. And so it's like the universe is freaking primed for these prayers that can help us unlock and share in just the most intelligent, elegant, gorgeous, unbelievable way imaginable that can help us share these gifts with others. So, and, but even with something so crazy like that, I'm still, I still feel like I'm still, um, I'm just an experimenter. I'm more motivated to experiment with prayer. I'll put it that way. But, um, but it's still, I'm in an enlivened relationship with, with, with prayer. It's not like, okay, now I know for sure that prayer works in this way. And it's not like a certitude thing. It's, it's a, it feels more like an ongoing relationship of trying things out but isn't that a wild story it you know i every time i hear a different permutation of it it's like it's well well that's why i just felt so motivated we spoke just briefly beforehand yeah. to to use this time to 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 i mean uh it's like what martha creek says that, that she please you know she is here by divine appointment you are here by divine appointment we are all here by divine appointment and this is an opportunity for all of us to check in. Are we asking for what we want? Do we know what we want? And are we asking for what we want? And perhaps I, I'll get you to read one more poem before yes. I maybe invite you to just walk us through it. And, sure. and that is um, uh, do, uh, do Pray, which is Dance 148. Perfect. Thank God you had the numbers, Anne, or this would have taken us a long time. 148, did you say? Yes, ma'am. Okay, thanks. 
Okay, do pray. Ah, okay. Whether or not the concept of God supports you, do pray. Prayer gives voice to your heart and mobilizes your desires. Everything in this universe is energetically linked. And like an invisible root system, information and resources are shared. And words are the ambassadors of what we think and feel and long for to the universe's great ears that exist everywhere. The sun and the bud have the same yearning to bring the inner essence of the rose forward. Trust that the precious desires already folded into you, petal-like, are placed there to blossom. And what if your truest, sweetest desires and that of the great wild beloved might just be one? If this theory even might be true, that there's something generous and receptive about this universe and that channels open when we ask them to, well, any good scientist would be wise to experiment. Thank you so much, you all. So words are the ambassadors of what we think and feel and you've added and long for uh, yeah, to the universe's great ears that exist everywhere. What I, what I would love for um, Shalanda to do is just kind of just walk us through in whatever way it, it seems appropriate, checking in, inviting us to join her, her example of checking in with our own with our own heart, with our own energy, with our own desires, with our own longings, the yearning that is here to be expressed. And so I just, I hand cool. it over to you. Nice. Well, yeah, Anne invited me to do this right before the talk. And it's it's fun. And I don't usually do things like this. So I don't know what I'm doing right now. Is everybody okay with that? <laughs> okay, we'll just see what happens. But okay, so I think, first of all, I want to give complete and full permission for it to be totally 1 million percent okay and just as okay to not have as to have a, a, a quality of desire like the one I had which was like this thing like it was it was a clear you know um I need to publish my poetry book you know maybe for some people I I do we all do have these qualities of desires in our hearts but maybe it's like maybe it's it, maybe it's grow a garden maybe it's learn a new thing maybe it is say something to someone that's been hard to say and allow it to be a little bit messy and um, but move forward out of just the complete silence of that into something that might be generative and putting that intention around it it doesn't have to be anything big or fancy or anything but there is incredible life supporting power found in just in connecting with with any of these things um, so I just want to set it up like that. And I guess let's all close our eyes. Why not? If you're open to that, let's close our eyes. And um, I'm just going to say this little, little piece that I would say when I would do guided meditation work with people, I would always say, 
So just be easy and quiet and comfortable and allow your eyes to deeply close and know that there's nothing you have to do or not do. You don't have to try to relax. You don't have to find or not find the perfect answers. You don't even really have to try to listen to me. So in this state, just go as, just allow your, your mind to go as deeply as it wants to go. And sometimes before we find these desires in our hearts, we, we first do encounter obstacles to them. And there's really wise meaning and purpose in that. It's that as we move through these, what we could call obstacles, but really our great gifts, we grow in resilience and we, we receive exactly what we need to then be able to, with much greater skill and ability and um, heart, um, to be able to then take care of these, these desires in the way that they're meant to be taken care of. So if, if, we're, if you're just encountering any, you know, whatever it may be, tensions or overwhelm or whatever, that's, that's a wonderful place to just stay. And if there is anything that, let's see, I have a poem about it. Maybe I'll read, maybe I'll read it. It's, it's basically talking about how there are some things that don't stop trying to get our attention, no matter how many times and how many ways we write them off, no matter how not worthy of capitalism's values they seem to be, that they just don't leave us alone. I'm going to, I'm going to, you all just go on a little exploration in your heart and I'm going to read this poem to you while we do it. And you just find whatever you, you find, whatever is, is in there that wants to show itself to you now. And I'm just going to put an intention forward that if it's in everyone's best interest, that they do have some connection with um, just something meaningful for their process of forward movement in their life and in bringing just this beautiful, essential quality that is within all of us just forward for more connection, more, more um, celebration, more beauty. Okay, the thing that makes your heart sing. Ah, the thing that makes your heart sing might be quirky as hell. It might not do anything for capitalism. No one might buy it or everyone might buy it. You've probably written this thing off countless times for those reasons. And because you probably should do something more practical. But this thing that makes your heart sing is the thing inside of you that most wants to topple your kingdom of shoulds, that wants deeply and burningly to be noticed and prioritized. And for no particular reason, but that it brings so much light. It wants to look you straight in the eye and say, let's do this, baby. Even if it's drilling holes in seashells and stringing them to fishing line. Even if it's drawing anatomical pictures of a flower with great care that are never meant to be hung in an art gallery, but to be pressed into the precious pages of your heart. Even if it's making a new kind of cookie each week and devouring them with relish on your couch by yourself, a sweet sacrament just meant to share with your taste buds. 
This thing that makes your heart sing will resurrect parts of your life and restore a sacred nutrient to your days. It can be muted, but never silenced. If you're not sure what it is, just listen for the reoccurring whispers in your chest of that flame that will not die. The paradox is this. While the thing itself might seem simple, this thing that makes your heart sing will create a luminosity so bright, you'll be the envy of all the stars and they'll want to jump into your body to feel it. Thank you all. So I just also just want to sort of create an environment of honoring, like the deepest, deepest honoring, whether or not you're consciously connected to it or not, but just whatever it is inside of you that longs to be brought forth. No, again, no matter how quirky it may seem, no matter how much we compare its value to something another person did and just affirm that there's so much purpose and meaning in this particular quality or word or series of words or thing or whatever it is that um, that is within you or whatever many things. And that also as we just begin to listen more to ourselves and then take do the experiment of pursuing what, what we hear in ourselves about what might bring us joy, honestly, is the truest measure. What will bring us joy as we give this gift to the world? Um, and what will open me and feel like there's this energy of this sacred yes kind of flowing through me. Um, and as we listen to, to that bit by bit, that unfolds and will show us more. And so if we don't, you know, if we're not that clear, just beginning with that, you know, and listening to that and testing that. And then that inner voice gets louder and communicates itself to us more clearly. And we join into this incredibly sacred relationship with life. And we come to trust this flow and this energy and this wisdom and inspiration and this guidance for our lives. Um, okay. Hmm. Amen. And so it is. Thanks, Anne. Mm. And that was the, the thing that makes your heart sing, which was the poem I did not ask you to read, but which was the one I starred. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Perfect. Or, right, of course. Um, so uh, yes, and listening to and following the sacred yes, uh, resounding mm -hmm. sacred yes, yes. Um, Good word, yeah. Beautiful. So, um, so we have we have ten minutes left, and I just in invite we both invite anyone who who feels the prompt to ask a question or bring anything forth uh, to you know by all means do. I have plenty of poems to have plenty. Uh -huh. You don't, but I, I just invite that and just give, give a couple moments for that. Reverend Carol. I'd just like to say hello. I first met you through Mary Reed and, am, uh, and followed many things. I don't 
because I just came on now, I don't know what poems you've read, but always uh, it's, it's lovely. So uh, please read some more before you finish. <laughs> Thank you, Carol. It's so nice to see you. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Yeah. She is a leading light in my life. Uh, and Rhoda, I see, uh, I see your hand. I uh, can't really say that I have a question as much as I just have an amazing observation. And that is, I have never quite felt the inspiration of prayer like I am in this moment. Oh. And it feels like I didn't know what prayer was until now. Mm. So thank you. I just wanted to say that out loud. Thank you. God, that's almost too good to receive. It's so, that is, means so much to me, Rhoda. Thank you. Thank you so much. I couldn't be more incredibly, incredibly honored to hear that. And I'm so excited too about just what might come from this for you. Thank you so much for sharing. And uh, Reverend Glenn and Reverend Yolanda, I see your hand. All righty. La ilaha ilahu. It's beautiful. <laughs> so I mean, beautiful. My, my God. Uh, 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 this is this is so by heart. I mean, uh, when I your first your your very first poem, I'm 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 like going. I know this man. <laughs> you know, he's just like I know. We have the same teacher. Mm. <laughs> he can. I see what you mean. You don't mean that I'm a man. You mean that we. Have... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! 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 Mm -hmm. Hafiz, um, uh, Rumi, these. I mean, uh, my 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 personal experience is being is sitting on a bench with the love of my life here in bay ridge and watching a dragonfly land on the uh iron fence mm. and the whole thing happened for me just like it happened like for you and it was like suddenly i was never going to be alone suddenly it's all not only okay but it's beautifully perfect and designed for my awareness and understanding and the and the like the all i had to do was put one foot in front of the other and be conscious of doing that see mm -hmm. and i keep trying to become remain conscious so mm -hmm. this you know has a weird oh, oh, you know maybe a weird question yeah has anybody ever made a song of any of your poems oh great question yeah they have somebody's making an album right now like he's just it's so fun to see these spin-offs of my poems all good, good, kinds good. of things have happened Yay. it is amazing <laughs> it's such an honor it's so fun um yeah so so a few people have and mm -hmm. yep so uh, is there a way to find 
find that? Can we Google you or something and find you? Let uh, me the the poem the poem the, the songs you the mean the songs and the and your work yeah your uh, poetry, um, but yes we can we can do that later well, as you sign off. But um, yes, well I would love to say I just love love staying connected with mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And so primarily I, I, I share a poem most every day, a new one mm -hmm. uh, on Facebook. Okay. 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 Well, okay. So love to stay. And then there's a beautiful album of um, my poetry and two other incredible uh, poets, uh, poetry uh, with just incredible soundscapes in the back. I would, I think I would most direct you to that. It's yeah. called Origin. Um, it's on Spotify, so it's free. So you can find it immediately. <laughs> and and then my books too, if you if you're interested, you can buy these on Amazon. Okay. Or um, which is you know okay with me. Or um, there's also a, a local bookstore of mine um, you can get from. Nice, Carol. And um, and I do sign copies from there. And and the link or the the name of the bookstore is below every poem that I post. Beautiful. The last so, thing, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, do you uh, I, I'm sure you know Idris Alba? Yes, love Idris Alba. You know, so you know, my connection with Idris Alba is on my very top shelf, uh, up right, you know, you know, right up here. I mean, these, you know, these all of this opened me to what I understand is reality, and that you're, I could. I was almost finishing your sentences. Whoa! You know, as yeah. you were, as you were, as you were doing. I was almost. I, I completed the. Yolanda watched me complete the next line of poetry several times in your, you know, in your thing. It's yeah, absolutely remarkable. Whoa. I mean, I, you know, I just feel like you know, I already know you for like this weird thing. It's like, I already know you. Yeah, I already love you. You know, it's like- You, I love you too. I, you know? Yeah, it's real, this stuff. I know, it's, it's, it's uncanny. It's, it it's is, completely it just uncanny. Gets, it just gets yeah. more amazing and weird and um, strange and incredible. And it's, I mean, we really do share, We there, there's a shared sea that flows through us. And like, and when we go into that shared space, we're all there and in the same life force. It's the same uh -huh. that is animating all of us with its intelligence and different, gives different demonstrations of its intelligence. But man, we are all freaking, we're part yeah. of this stuff. I, I care about you. I care yeah. about your well-being in a ridiculous amount right now. Thank you. <laughs> you know? I receive that. That means so much to me. You know? Deeply, deeply. So thank, thank you for that. Thank you. So good to meet you both. Real pleasure. Wonderful. And um, two poems to take us out. First, yeah. would you say the name of your hometown bookstore again? For sure. It's called Wacoma. I'll put it in here. I, I don't want the link. Because I know that that's a very favorite place of yours. Um, well, the, tr the truth is, uh, for my purposes, yeah. my, it either is fine, uh, Amazon or, or Wacoma. Yeah. Whatever is easiest for you. Yes, but I, um, I just I just know that uh, any any author loves the independent bookstores. So for sure, yeah, for sure, for sure. Especially for sure. a mother, especially a mother owned uh, it's a mother owned yeah. bookstore. Yeah. That is true. It's a great yeah. bookstore. Yeah. yeah. Um, so 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 the first, if I could get you to read um, in Susceptible, page one seventy, uh, come home. 
Come home. Okay. Come home. This one's funny. Okay. First, I tried to cut out fat, then eliminate sugar. Then it went to my shadows. I tried to dust them all off, clean out my cellars. I kept trying to perfect every corner of my being, health, relationships, spiritual life, and it wasn't working. Darling, stop trying so hard. That's so often the answer. Just give your mess a warm place to come home to. And then the last one, thank you, is page 166 in Susceptible, which is Magic Show, which is really the note I'd like to end on. Wonderful. You all, just such deep thanks to you all. I had such a great time. This is my favorite interview ever. It really, truly was. Um, and you're all part of it. I honestly feel that each interview is a collaboration. And we're all, like you said, um, Glenn, Glenn and Yolanda, like th there's a there's an exchange that's happening. And I feel that and we're all this, this, we're giving each other information. And so I just also just deep, deep gratitude, deep bow to you all. And thank you for your contribution tonight. <laughs> okay, magic show. <clears throat> and Anne, you're, you're, you're amazing. So many thanks to you. Thank you so much. You are re remarkable. And Lynn, thank you so much. And I re really deep apologies for my really lousy communication before uh, <laughs> setting this up. Okay, the magic show. Cancel everything. Go sit in your yard. Make sunshine a priority. Turn your to-do list into whatever happens next. That's when the universe invites you to her magic show of exactly what is. Well, you are a friend of ours and, uh, and, a, and a delight to be with. And uh, it's just so such a joy. And I, I just want to say, Shalane is doing so, she has so many different projects and different things in the works. And you can learn more about her at her website. I invite, we didn't get a chance to do all that. But uh, what we did get, get a chance to do is, is have her show us, usher us all right into our hearts where we all meet. And so thank you, my friend, and, and just such such a deep, deep bow for your courage and your commitment. And thank you being so a much. Way shower. Yeah. Thank you so much. So much deep gratitude, respect, and honor to all of you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you my friend. Thank Giving you so this much. back to you, Sina. Thank you.